Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. Of course, I'm I'm not alone. I'm joined by Autumn Fisher. Hello. English Nick is here with us. Oi. And the handsomest producer in producery, that would be Jared Yamamoto. Hello there. <laughs> is with us. I got to tell you right now, man, I'm playing under duress. A little bit of duress here. Mm-hmm. I got come up with one of these cricks in your neck. Is that the right word, crick? Is it a crick in your I'd neck? I'd say so. I think that's how you say it. certainly not a creek. It's got to be yeah, a crick. It depends on where you are in the East Coast. I am, I am in an area, I think, where I say crick in my neck. And this is one of those things where you don't know where it comes from because it wasn't like I went out and played football with my buddies. Right. It just kind of shows up. My, what I'm thinking is that uh, you know, a couple of years of underemployment leads to a sedentary lifestyle and sometimes your body can just sit in one position too long <laughs> and I think that's what happened. I think I fell asleep watching Netflix or something and it's just so annoying. I mean, it's, it's painful, but it's, people go through more pain than that. But the whole thing, you know, where you have to turn your whole upper body just to look Ugh. over your shoulder Ooh. and you feel like a robot and and an idiot, so I'm a little bit cranky. But uh, hello, happy Sunday. Let's do. <laughs> let's do what we do. It's time for headlines of the week. All right, Jared Yamamoto. It's been a very, very busy week. Yes, it has. So let's uh, let's start in Washington D.C., Eric, where House Speaker John Boehner will resign. Yeah. So he mentioned this like out of nowhere on Friday, in the middle of this. It's. Nothing goes on for a long time in the news cycle. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, I don't know who booked this, we'll have the Pope and the leader of China come at the same time. So these poor 24-hour networks are already on the split screen. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this bombshell drops in the middle of the Chinese president on the, <laughs> in the White House and the Pope speaking to the UN. Boom, out of nowhere, uh, Speaker of the House, Boehner, says, I'm done. I'm resigning. Wow. And uh, I don't... Look, I, I know that uh, you're... you're other employer, Eric Erickson, Jared, is very, very happy about this. Very happy. I heard him on Friday dancing on the grave of John Boehner. And look, he started Red State. I guess he knows better what's better for the Republican Party than I do. I don't see this as a good thing for the Republican Party. First of all, let's hear a little sound of Boehner talking about uh, you know why he quit or when he made the decision. Uh, but last night, last night, I started to think about this. And uh, this morning, I woke up and I said my prayers. As I always do, and I decided, you know, today's the day I'm going to do this. As simple as that. You know, uh, when when he was sitting behind the Pope, and when the Pope was addressing the joint session of Congress, he was bawling like crazy. Yes, he was. So something emotional was already going on with this guy, and I know that uh, I know that Republicans think that this is a good thing. And like I said, maybe people like Eric Erickson know it's better for the party than me. I'm just looking at it as kind of a generalized thing, right? There's a, you want to win the war. What's the war? The war is the presidency in 2016. You want to win the war. For me, as you enter the battlefield, the fact that you're fragging your generals on your way to the battlefield to try to win the war, maybe I'm just not very smart and I don't get it, but it seems to me that it's not a good idea to start firing upon each other in your own ranks 
as you go to the big battle. So I, uh, to me, this is what Republicans want. I get it, Republicans. You hate Republicanisms. I get it, Republicans. You hate the <laughs> Republican Party, right? Right now, the Republican Party is saying to Eric Von Hessler, we believe Donald Trump is the future, and moderates like Boehner, we don't want them around. Boy, might be time to have that libertarian protest vote next time around. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine. You have the Democrats already against you. They're, they're totally against you, and you've got the conservative wing of the yeah. party. I mean, that's I mean, that's a lot of people that are knocking on your door saying what, basically they hate your guts. Well, what do they want? They want they want to shut down the government over Planned Parenthood, right? We got a we've got a an economy that's been in second gear for seven years now, and the Republicans want to go to war on abortion and repealing gay marriage. Again, maybe the Eric Ericsons of the world know what's better for the party than I do. For me, it seems like a recipe for disaster. Maybe it won't matter next year. Whoever the candidate is, it'll be their personality, and they'll decide, and that'll have more to do with it. It just doesn't seem like a good way to get going. People care about the economy. They don't care about climate change. They don't care about gay marriage. I'm talking about the people outside of the insiders, Mm -hmm. regular, normal people who don't think about politics all that much. You want to talk to those people? Tell them how you're going to turn the economy around. And I don't hear a whole lot of that coming from the Republican base. It's all, really? We're going to repeal gay marriage? Republicans, this is what you're going to do. You're going to say, hey, you were married, but now you're not married, but you can have a vote in your state, and if they vote to allow you to be married, we'll be more than happy to allow you to go get married again so that you know that you were married the first time. Is That's the convoluted message. This is There's something weird going on in the Republican Party when they're so happy to go after their own. This happened... Uh, Rubio happened to be speaking to a conservative group as the Boehner announcement came along. Listen to the response in the room, by the way, which was uh, also a standing ovation. Just a few minutes ago, Speaker Boehner announced that he will be resigning. Standing ovation. You know what it says to me? Nobody in that room cares about 2016. No. They care about winning the politics of the party. They care about being the, have, being the, uh, the, the biggest segment under the big tent in the Republican Party, and I just don't think, why does it have to be that? Why, why couldn't the audience go, you know what, I wanted him to go, and he did what I wanted him to do, and that's fine. But when you hear that kind of response, that's a, that's a, that might as well have been Hillary Clinton they were talking about, right? And, and to be fair, too, I think one thing that makes the Republican Party so great, or what made the Republican Party so great, is that it has so many different... Uh, p- politicians with different ideologies right. under the same tent, and I mean the fact that they're trying to push the guys out with different ideologies really bothers me. Yeah, what bothers me is you're going to go into 2016 with gay marriage, abortion, and for your third thing. Oh, by the way, let's put that marijuana genie back in the bottle. Right. I don't. I don't talk to these people. I don't talk to these people who care about these issues. They care about the economy first, the economy second, the economy third, and national defense fourth through sixth. I don't hear. Go ahead. The economy is such a, you know, intricate, difficult thing to tackle and seems, you know, impossible. But something like this thing we don't like, we're going to just reverse it. Yeah. Like that's easy to point at. I get that. But you know what? There are plenty of uh, Republicans that have come along that can explain to the American people why a little more capitalism is going to help them get out. Ronald Reagan did it. Other people have done it. you got to kind of dumb it down, simplify it a little bit. But that message can get out there. It just doesn't seem to me that the, the bedrock social conservatives don't seem to care. They're like the millennials. You know, they look around, they're like, well, this is the new normal, this is the way the economy is, but I want to take care of this morality stuff and these social issues. That's great. Win the party. I don't see it winning the White House in 2016, but I could be wrong. Like I say, the Eric Erickson's of the world, he started Red State, he understands what party politics are a lot more than I do. Uh, Maybe he's right to dance on 
the uh, public grave of John Boehner. But I'll just say it again. I think when you're on your way to a big battle, when you start fragging the generals yeah. and you start spending time shooting each other on the way to the battlefield, I just think in general, remove yourself from any particular issue, things ain't right. Man, the Democrats are trying to hand you the White House. Have you noticed? The Democrats are doing everything they can to hand you the White House. Have you noticed? Uh, give me another story. All right. So Pope Francis will release a pop rock album called Wake Up. Uh, before you go-go? I, right. <laughs> is it Wham covers? <laughs> what exactly is it? He's not going to be singing, right? You, I certainly hope not. Uh, I've, I heard his voice, but then it's kind of weird because I hear the Pope for the first time, but he's speaking English, mm-hmm. and it sounds, it, you know, I give it to him. I don't have a third language. I don't have a second language. English is his third <laughs> language, and he's a much smarter man than me for being able to know any of them, but he, it's you got to get over it because he sounds kind of weird mm. when he's speaking English and you can you have to remember that well that's not his first language so that's not the way he sounds to most people we get the best of both worlds here he speaks in Italian English Spanish and Portuguese in this album wow but does he sing I want to know is he gonna do like a Lou Reed cover <laughs> <laughs> Lou Reed basically spoke through his songs anybody could cover a Lou Reed song this just seems insanity. Like, this is not true. Like, oh, yeah, it's like, did we just pull something from The Onion and take it seriously? <laughs> this is Rolling yeah. Stone. This is uh, Rolling Stone. Oh, oh wow. wow. <laughs> They're pretty yeah. close together yeah, these days. No. Uh, look, this Pope, you know, look, he's very popular. I, I think it's interesting, mm-hmm. this, whole, this whole trip has been interesting because there are certain things where the Pope lines up with progressives and liberals, and there are other things where the Pope lines up with Kim Davis, the county clerk in Kentucky, you know, in a very yeah. social conservative way. But it's interesting that from the point of view of big media, you know, the New York Times, Washington Post, uh, the, the three networks, they really emphasize the climate change <laughs> stuff a lot. And they don't emphasize the fact that the dude's against gay marriage. That doesn't really come up. But, you know, the truth of the story is that he is both of those things. Yeah. And he's, you know, rabidly anti-abortion as well. But uh, the climate change thing is something progressives love. And the redistribution of wealth to help the poor they love. So it's been... It's been funny to watch like those two things grab the headlines and just nothing about gay marriage or or abortion. The truth is, if you painted a true portrait of the guy, he's in favor of redistribution of wealth. He's in favor of spending a lot of money to thwart climate change. And he's also really against abortion and gay marriage. That's the truth. And that's yeah. the story that's not being told. Is this the first time a pope has ever spoken in front of Congress? It is. I believe it is, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just yeah. thought that was weird. Like, it, it, was, it was a little strange yeah. having it when you have like a church and state separation yeah. thing. But um, obviously, he was, he, he was kind of down the middle. I don't think he was all that controversial. Mm. It kind and, of brought some unity to it, too. I mean, both yeah. sides were applauding for the first time I, that I think I've ever seen Congress applaud together. So Yeah, and Boehner started crying, and then he decided, you know what, I'm going with the pope. When does not he not cry, <laughs> yeah. though? You know? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Boehner will end up over there, like as his assistant or something. I'm going to Vatican City. Uh, aspirations of Popehood. That's right. I'm going to join the Swiss Army Guard He's or whatever. Like come out in full papal robes and stuff. <laughs> Boehner. Uh, I know that you have that montage of Boehner crying, and then you're just you're just dying to give it to me because you know Jerry comes out of basic. Uh, Conservative talk radio. Oh so. come on! No, I'm, just, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, it's it's time to dance around the bonfire. Twist we got, the knife. We got our man. We found out from Republicans who the enemy was. The enemy's first name ain't Hillary. <laughs> the enemy's first name is John, and we just got him. So let's hear him crying uh, about making it. sure uh, that these kids have a shot at the American dream, like I did. <laughs> it's important. You and I what? think the top of our list is providing. 
for the safety and security of the American people. I poured my heart and soul into running a small business. I spent my whole life chasing the American dream. Hey, you're laughing at the guy. You know, it's funny. We talk about we don't want our, our politicians to, to be, have a heart. Yeah, except, but we always talk that they're too prepared yeah. and they're too stiff. And then a guy comes out this way, he goes way too far the other way and makes people uncomfortable by crying all the time. But I get him a little bit. I don't cry over big things. It's a weird thing for me. Like yeah. if, if somebody very close to me dies, I don't, I just, I, I, I internalize it. But if I could be watching a sitcom and all of a sudden, boom, out come the tears and it's absurd. I've started crying watching television commercials before. But but then somebody close to me dies, I'm like a rock. I don't get right, it. Right, you're, you're holding it in in the wrong occasions. Oh, well, I, well how do you know? Maybe, you know, maybe at, a, at a funeral, everybody can't be crying. Somebody has to take care of business. Somebody I'm that man. <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, take a break here. When we return, we'll try to squeeze in a couple more headlines of the week. Welcome back to this fine Sunday afternoon chat show. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's English Nick. That's Jared Yamamoto. That's Autumn Fisher over there. WSB's Kirk Mellish predicting a high around 75. That translates roughly to about a five. No, it's exact. Right on the number. A five <laughs> on the Mellish meter. I'll get Kirk will call me up. There is no roughly with the Mellish meter. Show some respect. No, it's going to be a five, a hard five on the Mellish meter. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and Heating. And Jared, before we get to the next headline, I want to, can you, the Pope is, when he was arriving, is this when he arrived in D.C. or when he arrived in New York? When he arrived in D.C. The crowds went crazy with the chanting. Well, my first thing is, I don't think it's a good idea to be tossing around the word "ho" when the Pope f- goes by you. <laughs> I don't know if that'll go. If that's something he'll pick up on when there's several different languages, but uh, yeah, it's it's a little, it's like a, a sporting match or something. Like you feel like you're at the Olympics or something yeah, along those it lines. Sounds negative. It sounds like those things that people chant, you know, when they're picketing a business. Or yeah. Something. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Well, they moved it around. They the negative apparently is the hey, hey, ho, ho. But if you put the ho, ho before the hey, hey, uh-huh. you can rhyme it with wow. "Welcome to the USA." I watching the Pope go through all these things. I just think he's like the Queen of England. Mm-hmm. I, he seems like a good man, but he meets so many people who adore him that there must be times that he's just thinking, "My goodness, I want to get back to the hotel room." I mean, he spends a lot of time with people and 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 uh, touching people and uh, kissing babies and and all of that. Everywhere he goes, every place he's been, I've been a little amazed. The dude's like seventy eight. And he has a lot of energy because mm-hmm. he's talking to at the white at the first he's on the lawn of the White House, then he's talking to Congress, then he's uh, at the UN. I think on Friday he did a full mass at Madison Square Garden, and then Saturday Philly. I mean, the dude. If I was seventy-eight, I wouldn't get out of bed till noon. So I am I am sponsored by Red Bull. Uh, why are you suddenly making him Russian? He's from Argentina. Uh, it's from, yeah, I am a citizen of the world. <laughs> I see. So you have a mixed sort of accent. I get it. Uh, do we have time for one more quick story? Uh, we no? sure don't. Oh, no. We don't have this, uh, time for the Trump story? I wish. He uh, won't appear on Fox News. That's the story. He won't appear on Fox News, and he finally went after Rubio, which I think is uh, really kind of strange. He's overly ambitious, too young, and I have better hair than he does, right? Uh, people are really still thinking about voting for this guy. All right. When we return... We'll get to the lighter side of things. Autumn Fisher will bring us up to date with the WTF stories. That's when we return. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Welcome 
Welcome back to this fine Sunday chat fest. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's English Nick. Hello. That's Jared. That's Autumn. You know, if it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. This week, they have a deeper look into George's death penalty and the challenges to the drug the state uses to implement that death penalty. If it's Sunday, it's time to go out and pick up your Sunday AJC. Now, it's a uh, Time for the WTF with Autumn Fisher, but before we get there, I've got to squeeze this in. This was uh, last Sunday, I believe, on Meet the Press or Face the Nation, Issues and Answers, uh, this week with one of those Sunday shows. Uh, <laughs> what the used, hell are you talking there about? Be, there, used to be a show called, <laughs> there used to be a show called Issues and Answers. I don't know whatever happened to that one. Meet the Press. Those. I think this was Face the Nation. And so this is Hillary. Your friend, the late Diane Blair, wrote in her diary, quote, on her deathbed, Clinton wants to be able to say she was true to herself and is not going to do phony makeovers to please others. So knowing you don't want to engage in, in phony maker, makeovers, give us three words that is the real Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Just three. Just three. I can't possibly do that. I mean, look. I am a real person with all the pluses and minuses that go along with being that. And I've been in the public eye for so long that I think, you know, it's like the feature that you see in some magazines sometimes. Real people actually go shopping, you know? All right. Well, I'm gonna... <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> How could she lose, folks? <laughs> I guess the coffee was flowing. I, you know, she's trying so hard to be a real person, and when we all try to be a real person, we often say this to others. I am a real person. How many? <laughs> how many people? That ought to convince them. It's like she gets a note. Like she, she doesn't quite get. You know, just trying to deal with real people in the real world, and so she gets a note that says, "Hillary, let them know that you're a real person," and she just. I am a real person. All right. That information's out there. We understand it. It's all good. <laughs> oh, that laugh. Four years of that laugh, Hillary. Four years of I that. Love, I love updating my Facebook profile. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just like, that's just like real people do. What else do you do that's real? Hashtag washing my hair tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Real people wash their hair. And it never occurred to me that you, Hillary, would actually be... I am a real person. <laughs> wash your hair just like everybody else? Oh, boy. I drive her out for more milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you read those stories about Hillary that she doesn't get her own drinks. And at one point, uh, she emailed somebody to text another person to bring her more milk. Well, so you know that's well. The, she's busy, man. She's a busy lady. Yeah, I hear she's very, very smart. Are you busy? Are, are you busy right now? I'm so busy. I can't press start on the microwave to heat up my tea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's working. I think she's becoming more of a of a real person. And remember, real people always say this to you. I am a real person. <laughs> I am convinced. All right, Autumn, get us some stories. It's now time for... What the... What the... What the... Seriously, what the... WTF. What the fudge. Autumn, what's going on? You almost said it. You almost said it. Mm, I did. I'm so naughty. <laughs> so a teen was arrested for allegedly having nude photos of himself on his phone. Oh, this is bizarre. I saw this. So how old is this kid? Is he, he's 18, right? Or is he 17? He's 17 now. He was 16 when he had the naked pictures. He and his girlfriend were sexting at the age of 16. So oh. um, there's uh, statutory issues going on here, child yeah. pornography issues. But the age of consent is 16. And the fact that they're 17-year-olds and like 
four, uh, three out of the four counts are against himself as the victim and the uh, yeah, because at 16, you can you, it is legal, I guess, to have sex. But the laws about um, having child pornography, which if you're 16 and you have a picture of yourself on your phone, <laughs> apparently you are in possession of child pornography on your phone because you have an underage person on your phone, and that's what's happening to this kid. So he is he's the he's the uh, aggressor and the victim in this case, correct? Because he has pictures of himself underage on his phone. Right, he has one count against him because of his girlfriend's sexted pictures. So that, I mean, that I get as child pornography, technically. Yeah, but I don't know if you're if you're if you're under eighteen when you receive it, aren't you? I, it's very bizarre. And we're really kind of skirting. Look, they can fix this, right? This is this is two areas of law that overlap in a strange way, and it takes a case like this for people to go, okay, we need to change these laws. What we can't change is that we now live in a society where sixteen-year-olds sext one another. Yeah. That's a that's pretty bizarre. Yeah, I I don't do that now, and I can't imagine getting real pictures of people that I know. Yeah, I, I and that. But the thing is, I didn't grow up in it. Computers came along when I was really in my late twenties. I mean, they were around, but they started really kind of showing up in people's homes when I was in my late twenties, early thirties. These are kids who, from the day they were born, they don't remember learning how to use a computer. It was just always yeah. there, and it's a different culture. But look, I, when I was sixteen, people were not taking Polaroids of themselves, putting it in the mail, sending it off. No. <laughs> To their 16-year-old girlfriend, and then waiting a week for her to send a Polaroid back, and so that's that's this is an area of kind of future shock for me because I can't think of any possible thing you could do to stop it. It's just it's just it's the new normal. It's yeah, it's definitely a thing. I mean, it happens all the time. So well, it's one thing when you're. T- I know. Look at you. I don't know. You probably got a phone full there. Of, uh, I bet J. Rod, your older egos oh, always yeah. send us. Now let me make this of 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 age people yes. that he's seeing. Thank yes. you. Yes. Thank you for clarifying. I don't want to conflate the two stories, but certainly you are right there in that wheelhouse <laughs> of somebody who's 26 years old, and you're dating. I don't know. Last count, 17, 18, 19 different beautiful <laughs> women, and I understand that. And so obviously, in order to compete for your affection some of them send you stuff like this on your phone yes i i have gotten some of those pictures before but i have proudly never sent a picture of myself out there not well, one time obviously not with your face attached because you could make a statement <laughs> like that and no one can ever say that you were wrong <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so the real stupidity is sending it with your face attached when you're anybody who's anybody and this jared yamamoto he is somebody <laughs> oh, so God. <laughs> now, so <clears throat> Now let me the protocol of this, and I'm you know look I don't I like I say about the story that you bring up Autumn I think that that's just a weirdness in law that will be changed I think sure. that people are going to realize there's something you can't throw a man in jail for having pictures of himself on his phone that's just bizarre or so, his girlfriend that I don't think well, unless she's underage she is underage yeah. but he's underage yeah. so it's kind of a weird statutory rules have always been weird in that area like when you're 18 and your girlfriend's 17 yeah and then dad steps in and says hey I didn't say that they could be having sex and then suddenly you know you're a rapist but your girlfriend because you just turned 18 and she's 17 so the statutory rules have always been a little bit fuzzy there and this is just the next step of that but i want to know more about this uh, that goes on between uh grown adults if i can refer to you as an adult jared so now you don't you don't show other guy friends 
people. Oh, I'm looking at his face. Oh, this is, all right, look, women, it, it, it women. You got It depends on how we look at her, like, or, or how I how I'm perceiving her. If I if I'm vibing with the girl, then sure, then I'm not gonna share. It, but 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 if it's like a chick that I just met and we're like she was, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, really easy, then I'm gonna. I'm for gonna lack of a better wow. term, yeah. if he now, decides, if, if Jared has the phone or J Rad has the phone, yeah. Uh, so it's, it depends on how many drinks in we are before we get to see all this stuff. How would you tell me right now? How many pics do you feel that you have on your phone now that would fall into this? Category. He's looking. He's looking. Uh, you don't have to count them. Just give me a general idea. <laughs> I'd say probably about 25 now. Oh, my so. goodness oh, gracious. Oh, no, 20, 20. Okay, about 20. I tell you, man, I don't. there's not much about this young generation that I envy, but this is one of them. <laughs> i got to be honest with you. I love the uh, the, the uh, picture thing, personally, yeah. myself. You know, see you get yourself in trouble, man. I've used it. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I uh, see. I can't imagine doing that. But if I was, if I grew up in it, I guess I would. But we're conflating issues. This is these are adults doing it. Yeah. But I would say to women, stop doing this because if the guy's not into you two years from now, then you know he's going to be showing his buddies. You got to understand. You got to understand that once you take a picture like that and you send it anywhere, it is out there. And by out there, you know what I mean. Out there, it's in the wild. Forever in the cloud. I mean, you see, you see sometimes like they'll, they'll have like you'll see uh, sometimes on computers. I have seen pornography. I don't know if I'm the first sometimes? one here. Sometimes I have seen this before. Well, I've heard of it. And so you see like something from like the 1974, <laughs> and you know that the person's thinking, somebody's like, "Hey, man, look, it's going to be in a few magazines. <laughs> you know, you make some money. You need the money." And uh, look, it goes away. It's out there for about six right. months, and it goes away, and nobody knows you anyway. And they they probably feel like, okay, that happened. They made some money. They did a couple of shoots in 1974, and then suddenly, somewhere around 2001 or 2002, all of these pictures get back loaded back up there, and suddenly your children and grandchildren, and you were a school teacher, and now you're not a school teacher anymore because oh. suddenly everybody's seeing these. I wonder how many people that's happened to. Because there's an awful lot of people who did one pictorial or two or three or something like that or, mm-hmm. or did it for one year in 1974. <laughs> and surely they thought those pictures will never show up again and no one saw the World Wide Web coming. So I've got a funny story from a guy from college, a buddy that I knew. Um, he actually was flown out to L.A. to do a, to do a porn shoot. Yes. And, um, you know, he thought, oh, it's a, you know, not a well-known website. Nobody's going to know about it. I'll just make my money. And he made a ton of money. Wait, wait this is recent? Came, no, this, yeah, this is recent. It's like three years ago. No, it, your buddy's done. So, so, so he went out there, got flown out, got, got complimentary, <laughs> taken care of while he was there. And, hold, uh, on, wait, wait, hold on. One second. Wait, wait. He got flown out there? Yeah, like, flown. They, could, they couldn't find anybody in California already? <laughs> no, they, what, they what, flew, what, flew him out what there. What is he, the best-looking person well, alive? I mean, he's not a bad-looking dude. I mean, I, I could see why why they'd want to They ran out, out of guys who would do porn in California? I'm not following this. But anyway, okay, go ahead. I guess he flew him out there. Made a couple thousand dollars, flew back, and then sure enough, people started finding out about it around campus. Of course. And and then, I mean, those those porn sites, I guess they share the URLs with each other. That's what I'm saying is your buddy's kind of stupid because I don't know how he would think that in this day and age, you're going to do something like that. And it's just going to go on one site for a brief period of time and no one's ever going to see it again. I'm amazed by the internet. You know, the thing with kid, teens, they're going to do this kind of stuff, man. Well, because no how, many te- to- how many times they're told not to do it, it's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, so. well, when you're a teenager, you do stupid things. Yeah. I, thankfully, this was not one of those things that I could do when I was a teenager, but I did plenty of other stupid <laughs> things. So I can rant and rave as an old man now, 51 years yeah. old. But I, when I was 16, 17, you know, I, I would be doing what everybody else is doing. Eric, do you ever get flown out for a porn shoot? Yeah, just one time. When I got out there, they refused to perform with what? me. Something was, I don't know, different unions. They wouldn't, it had nothing to do with my looks. That's what I was assured. No. Anyway, we will take a break. When we come back, we'll try to squeeze in a couple more WTF stories. What do you say?
Welcome back. WSB's Kirk Mellis predicting a high around 75. That translates to a 5. Not so great. It could be better, but it could be worse. A 5 on the Mellis meter. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate. Air conditioning and heating. Autumn always cracks up at the weather report. She finds it absolutely hilarious. She does love Kirk, though. Yeah, that's Autumn yeah. Fisher. Uh-huh. That's English Nick, Jared Yamamoto, and uh, Autumn, let's try to squeeze in yet another WTF story. Sure. Uh, Taco Bell is experimenting with beer, wine, and cocktails in some of their urban markets. So in the inner cities, is this a good idea for Taco Bell uh, to be serving alcohol and mixed drinks? 1,000% it is a good idea, because now I will go to Taco Bell. Okay, so they got you as a customer. It's working for you. It's not going to be in the drive-thru, is it? Oh, I, I, no, I, it can't be, right? I, I doubt there it. Used, yeah. There used to be a restaurant in Atlanta on Cheshire Bridge, yeah. a Mexican restaurant. They would serve alcohol through the drive-thru. <laughs> that can't be legal. <laughs> yes, it was like the 80s, in the 80s and 90s, yeah. apparently. Yeah. yeah, It can't be legal unless, you, unless it's not open. I mean, it can't be... But I can't, they can't just give you a martini. No. And you drive away <laughs> drinking your... And I don't get... So they're going. are they going to have a bar area? Or do you just get your wine at the counter and then go sit down? It's mostly beers and uh, sort of like daiquiri type of thing. So you, get, um, you can get beers, I think, for $4, wine for $4. I'm sure it's just like, you know, a white wine, red wine situation. And then also um, in the daiquiris, it's just like a bunch of slush yeah. with... One shot well, of. I, I know a lot of my friends like to go there after having a night of drinking. Yeah. So I don't. I, I guess they thought, you know what? Let's get them started. Let's just have them start drinking right here. Bring it. I'm there. I think this is going to end up in gunplay. <laughs> this <laughs> oh, is no. my, my feeling. <laughs> yes. This is somewhere. You, I just don't know that this is the crowd at this moment in their day that needs to be drinking that way. But you know what? The thing is, you make so much money off of alcohol in in a, in a restaurant kind of situation. It has very low overhead. You think about you know you buy one bottle of whiskey. How many how many uh, oh, different yeah. drinks can you sell out of there for four or five dollars? So I guess the margins are so good they can't say no. I just uh, you know you just let me know where they're serving alcohol at a Taco Bell because I like Taco Bell, but I'm going to avoid that one. I'm going to go over to the one where they don't have the alcohol because I don't trust their clientele. Now there it is. I don't well, trust I don't know. their. They have, they're selling sangria also. Ooh, sangria. Do people still drink sangria? Oh, yeah. It's lovely. How <laughs> do people are like to hang out there like at the corner bar? All right, we've got to take a break. I find this outrageous, which puts me one step ahead on our next segment, because when we return, it's going to be English Nick and Outrage Corner. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.